You're listening to the only League of Legends podcast that remembers Yorick Mori. You're listening to Low Elo. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Crayons, and I am dying in the jungle. Playing a champion that would be so much better if it could initiate, Dave, a.k.a. Copy386, is co-host number one. Yeah, if only Nautilus had a dash. And then, soloing Dragon and uh, actually now respawning in 35 seconds, Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123, is co-host number two. Dragon down, next up, Baron Town. Now, what we'll be doing today is we're going to talk a little bit about the Curse Invitational and where that's about to go. IEM World Championships is coming up in only two weeks, and there's definitely one of these groups that I don't want to be a part of. We apparently have a listener over at Riot. Thank you very much, Zephyrus, and some more words about the meta. But let's go ahead and start off with an email that we got from our buddy Peter Panic and his uh, cohort, Trick Back Punk. Yeah, you guys have got the email. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about well, that, man. <laughs> I, I, I swear, I, I made an email for you. I just I haven't sent it to you. Check your email, okay? All right. So, <laughs> Continue. All right. Well, what they're doing, they have some comments about our efforts to change the meta. And they're running something that we've tried out variations of already and had a lot of success. They're running a kill lane at bot with AP Nunu and Gangplank. And, and I love the combination of those two. I hope one of them's on Nunu bot. But, uh, how have we done this ourselves so far? I think we did a once where we shared, uh, we shared kills between, um, an all in Caitlyn and a Leona. Oh yeah, and that's that's the one thing is the whole meta thing. We're trying to get rid of the no CS support, and uh, I think the people at Riot are also trying to get rid of the no CS support. Yeah, Morello was talking about getting rid of AP mid, but I think the real problem is no CS support. So yeah, they they did a a Nunu gangplank bottom, not a support Nunu a la M5, but a Nunu that actually got some CS and. And they got a bunch of kills, and they they dominated. Yeah, you, they they snowballed. Yeah, they <laughs> snowballed. I, yeah. You know what? I remember with, those with that e on Nunu. <laughs> I remember those days when I used to support, and I didn't care if I didn't. I was stealing CS from my teammate. I would always get. I would always start off with a man, mana manipulator on Sona. I didn't get any gold for 10 items. I just no, got whatever. Christian, you don't play support. You play support <laughs> for like the first three minutes, and then you're like, screw support, I'm going to go AP. Yeah, I'm going to roam and like, get kills and ganks. <laughs> you get and like then I, six I, kills. See, I get, no, I did that all the time. I got a Medjice, and I got like so many stacks on just from all the assists. <laughs> Yeah, I know, Christian, you're the only support in the world that's running a Magi's as their first rush. Yeah. Uh, who's the one who has the 20 stacks on their Magi's? Exactly. <laughs> who's the one who has a bottom lane that has no AD carry with feed? <laughs> you, sir, are part of the problem. Or maybe not. But I, I, I don't know if it's the problem, the whole uh, no-kill support, the, the, you know, the no-CS support. But it's definitely part of the problem, and no matter what, it's boring to play. And we've had a lot of fun with this, you know, to hell with feeding kills to just one person in that lane. Let's just give them both kills and lock it down. You know, let's hit them with stuns and slows and more damage than they know what to deal with. And 
I've we've seen success with it with multiple different team comps. These guys have seen success with it, and I have a feeling we're going to see just a little bit more of it as people get more creative in the league play. Well, yeah, and they've uh, you know Riot's recently nerfed Sona and Soraka, and one thing that I the the problem is it's not so much the it's the person behind the meta. You guys know these people who quote unquote specialize in AD carry. There's one we play with from time to time, and the problem uh, is they think their entire the entire success of the of the team is dependent on them. You know. Yeah, when it's clearly entirely dependent on the jungler. Yeah, or whoever <laughs> I'm playing at the time. You know. Right. right. <laughs> no, but it's like you know. Oh, you're stealing my CS. Okay, who cares if you? I mean. If you can't get CS from me, you know, maybe you're not as good as you think you are. But, you know, fighting over CS is, is I just think it's dumb. Just have fun. Try to kill the other people in the lane and get as many CS as you can. No, no, there's no need to be all, you know, stoic about it all hardcore. Well, and if that, if that lane is feeding kills into itself... Not feeding kills to the other team, obviously. But if they're get, taking in a lot of kills, then it's going to balance out that gold, uh, the, the gold difference that comes with, you know, both of them getting kills. And what, I mean, th- what we found, Compi, is we would sit there and alternate off, you know, it'd be like, okay, take this, la- take this wave. Okay, now you take this wave. Okay, well, I'm going to get these ones. You go back. And so we were still coordinated and it was still even. But, uh, you know what? Before we continue on, on this, uh, this topic. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about tournament play because I have a feeling we're going to have some things to say about other team comps and other uh, action that's going on in the lanes and the choices in these lanes based on what's been going on in competitive play in esports lately. So most recently we had the Curse Invitational here, uh, which ended not quite as I predicted we ended up seeing Dignitas, who I saw there, but I thought they'd be up against TSM. Well, it was Dignitas versus CLG, which went for three games, three really good games, but I've got some words about game three. You mean two good games? <laughs> okay, it went for two really good games. Um, what happened here is in game one, um, and I loved this, I absolutely loved it, we had Solo's bot. We had a bottom lane that was Malphite versus, uh, who was Hotshot Udyr. GG? Yeah, Udyr. 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 You both saw this game. So give me your impressions before I light this thing up. Uh, just like you said, the solo, we got the solo bruisers bottom, the AD and support top. I, I, this entire time, I thought there's like some special rule going on. Like there's a special condition going on during this entire invitational. But, this was all legit. They actually well, went through it, it. It didn't start out that way either. The uh, Dignitas sent Voiboy bottom with Malphite, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I forget who was the. It was it. Corky and Sona were top, and then CLG's AD. I can't remember who they were. It was Vane and Vane somebody. and Janna. Yeah, yeah, Vane and Janna. Okay, so Vane and Janna were there, you know, and here comes Malphite, like. What's up, guys? I'm Malphite. You know, and uh, so then CLG had to do the lane swap, and they sent Hotshot down there as Udyr and, and went top. So 
I don't know, playing around. I don't know if that's as much of a change to the meta. It's just, hey, let's switch these lanes. Nothing. There's nothing really new other than that. Well, but a lot came about as a result of their decision, though, you'll, you'll note. Um, now, one of them didn't work out in their favor and uh, actually worked out for, you know, for uh, Hot Shot GG there who came in and swooped in at bottom and, you know, did the lane swap. They were able to, I mean... He went a Phoenix Udyr, he bullied Malphite around during the entire laning phase, kept him under his tower the whole time, but as a result, they were able to like kind of sneak in and get these turret, or get these dragon kills without anybody noticing, because you still had the two people in top lane, you know, applying pressure and being visible. The other thing is, is that the top buffs, like the, the blue buff on uh, their side, well, it was a lot more protected because it had two people guarding it the whole time it i think it really screwed with the flow of the game well but i don't think that was their intention they were reacting to what dignitas threw at them well i yeah, agree and, i think but i i think you're right though is that maybe the bottom the uh, blue side should consider running their ap or their uh ad support top to protect that blue with all and, the counter jungling that's been going on and, and i think that that's a very valid point because it creates a weakness on in the bottom lanes blue you know in and uh in the purple team's blue because suddenly it's a lot more easy to steal because they don't have the response to it which then begs the question well how do you respond do you try to run two lanes where it's always an uneven match what do you do but either way, I was just happy to see something other than really what happened in Game 3. Because <laughs> Game 3 was 52 minutes long. And at the 30-minute mark, it was like 3 and 5. Okay? There was nothing happening in this game. There's been a lot of talk about the snowball meta versus the stall meta. And I think both teams were running the stall meta on this one because it lasted forever. And it just wasn't fun to watch. And I think that's something Riot knows about and wants to avoid. It's really a shame that people who play completely passively can be rewarded with a win at the end. That's why there's things in the game like Dragon. You know, where if you let the other team get Dragon you know, four or five times by being super passive, you're going to be at a huge disadvantage. But, you know, from turn the from the season one finale, finals, you know, the season one tournament, they had to nerf all the gold pretend items because that's what everyone was getting. Yeah, gold pretend, sit it, in lane. Yeah, exactly, because that was the stall meta. You get the gold pretend and you make the game go to 60 minutes and then you win. Mm -hmm. And that's boring for everyone. It's boring for the players. It's boring for the uh, fans. Yeah. yeah. So, well, the other thing is, is that it uh, cuts down on that skill factor. Also, now I'm not going to accuse either team of being low on skill here, but in typical low elo play, if you're relying on a stall comp, chances are you just can't outplay the other team, and that's what that's what that typical TSM aggression is known for. You know, that snowball comp, that snowball meta you're basically saying, okay, we're going to be really aggressive, we're going to get early kills and feed our champions, and then just snowball wildly out of control as we control the entire map. And that's fun to watch. Yeah. It feels unfair if you lose to it, but the fact is, is if you lost to it, you got outplayed. Not yeah. out 
gold farm <laughs> outweighed. <laughs> yeah, and and it's true. You know, Summoner's Rift it reads like a good book, which is to say. It's got lots of conflict. You know, you've got Baron Nasher, you've got Dragon. Maybe those conflict points aren't powerful enough. You know, maybe there needs to be more incentive to get them. But I think that Riot also wants to cut down on the snowball meta just a little. Because if it becomes predominantly snowball meta, then a lot of new players are going to be, you know, they're, they're not going to feel too good about that. Because that can feel really daunting to lose your games in really the first four or five minutes of the game. Yeah, well, and it's also not fun to like get killed once and then have everyone on your team hate you, right? Because if it's if they, you know, buffed the snowball meta, then you know that's what would happen. You'd get killed once in lane, and then everyone would be like, "Whoa, my gosh, GG!" And then like all the everyone would AFK, you know. And as bad as the way it is now, it'd be even worse. Yeah, and now now to be fair, I think that the real key here is for people, especially when they're doing draft pick and and ranked games, um, you need to just be more conscious of your counter picking, because there's times where a snowball meta might be better. But really, what it comes down to is just be more intelligent about who you're going to choose and counter your lanes, but also counter the team fights. And there's a lot of intelligence that needs to be paid attention to, that still isn't present even in the pro play you know we still see decisions being made uh in pro games where they're just taking their best champions instead of the best champion for the job that's kind of what makes m5 so dangerous is that not only are they great picker or pickers and counter pickers but they're also great players so they can support whatever team composition they happen to put together and speaking of M5, let's roll this one into IEM World Championships. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Dignitas, who won the Curse Invitational. You guys get to go to San Francisco and beat up on Curse now. <laughs> and play Curse, yeah, like right. they've which, never played before. Yeah, which, you know what, hey, Curse, you're, you guys are an awesome team, but let's face it, we probably could find a scrim between Dignitas and Curse here online and replay this tournament. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be too exciting. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, what, what, what can you do? What can you do? All of the new teams that showed up for that that were invited, the low-name low teams, they all showed up with the same old strategy and got outplayed. You know, there, there's a tip for you guys. If you're playing against pro players, you can't play bruiser top, AP mid, someone in the jungle, and then, you know, AP or AD and support bottom, because chances are you're just putting the other team, the pro players, into the position of playing the exact same game that they've played every single time that they're very practiced on. That's why Goose is so good, because they mix it up. Yeah. Well, and here's one more thing, though, before you move on is here's why I don't like this counters that. I mean, it does to some extent, but if you look at Hotshot in game one playing Udir, you, he, like you said, he, he went Phoenix, Udir, dominated the lane, bossed Malphite around. Now, you can play Udir that way. You can also play him very passively. Mm-hmm. You know, you can hug your tower, you can get last hits, and you can, you know, play passively. So it's not just the the champion you pick, it's how you play him. Yep. Look at Voiboy on Malphite. Malphite was obviously more passive. Is it possible for Malphite to push around an Udir? I think it is. It all depends on the players playing them and how they are played. So it's not just the champion you pick, it's, it's a lot more than that. Yep. No, I, I agree. So... IEM World Championships, 
this is coming up big time here, the 6th through the 10th in Hanover. We've mentioned mentioned it before this is really what kiev has been uh, or kiev and all the other iems up until now have been all about um we've got two groups confirmed and these groups go for group a clg fanatic world elite team dignitas millennium and ig in group b we've got solo mid sk gaming moscow 5 cypher curse and e-home i don't know about you guys i know which i know which group i don't want to be in and it starts with a b <laughs> and and ends with a b <laughs> uh c yeah that's a monster group uh Solomid and uh i don't know it's <laughs> clg versus dignitas in group a and then i don't know Solomid and Mas- moscow five but you can't count out sk Cypher did really well in the Kings of Europe. They didn't win, but they did. They took a game off Moscow Five, which is more than Solo Mid can say. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, that's but, true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's Group B is going to be a monster. Yeah, I mean, just just to put it in perspective, uh, Group B has let's see here. Uh, they got SK, who's number three on the European circuit for points, according to Riot. They've got Moscow Five, who's number one on the European circuit, and it has Solo Mid, who's you know number two on the North American circuit. I'm not going to discount the skill for CLG and for Dignitas, but uh, you know what? CLG and Dignitas, they are the heavy hitters in Group A, and they're probably going to end up duking it out against each other. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Fnatic, great players, great players, but they haven't had a serious showing in any of the latest yeah. tournaments. What have you done for me lately, Fnatic? Nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. I mean, we lo- we all loved your uh, AP Alistair from the season one tournament, Suche, <laughs> but uh, you know what? You haven't done anything for me lately, Fnatic. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> CLG, you know, they've been very active lately. I mean, shoot, we just got done talking about them, uh, you know, taking second here in the Curse Invitational. I mean, there, it's I don't know what's going to happen at Masters. But I just know that it's going to be a bloodbath at Group B, and I'm a little concerned about Team Solo Mid. Have you guys had a chance to watch any of their games, watch any of their scrims lately? We, we said the same thing going into Kiev. I just want to throw that out there. We said this that they were doing terrible. That's true. That they were, I mean, oh, you know, the forums are always, they've got some posts to be like, what's happening to Solo Mid? Like, yeah, like they, yeah. they're best friends with these guys and, like, love them, but... You know they're 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 good. They're gonna they're gonna be strong. And we say this been... and we say this every time about them. We're always concerned about their play, and then they show up at the LAN and wreck face. Yeah, and they might do something dumb like not ban Shivana and then lose, but they're not gonna play badly. I don't think. No, I I don't think they will. I think the the biggest thing for them is gonna be who takes leadership. I've watched some of their scrims lately, and here's what I've been really impressed by. When they have the odd one calling the shots from the jungle, they just tear the house down. It is incredible. The guy has a level of intuition that's probably on par with Reggie, but by him calling the shots, by odd one calling the shots from the jungle, it lets everybody else just concentrate on their lanes. And they're all so responsive when he just tells them to go. Um, just as responsive as if Reggie had been 
you know, making the calls. So, you know, Reggie, you're, you're a, a fine leader and you tend to make good decisions. But I think that one key to success here, perhaps, perhaps might be to let the odd one make the calls so that Reggie can concentrate on his ego. I don't know. I think that maybe you're just thinking the jungler is the most important because you're the jungler. But he is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk more about the jungle, guys. <laughs> most important part of the game by far yeah. uh, what no one wants to watch me on stream clearing wraiths what <laughs> hey you, you know what next time you're solo mid and you just get and you get fed a blue you ask yourself who's the most important person in the game all right <laughs> uh well no matter what happens here i'm really excited to see it uh, uh, but how much money? Hundred hundred thousand. Oh my god, that's that's true. You know, we talked about before how how the prize pools are so poor for these games, and you know, but but then we have the world championships here, which really throws it out of proportion. You start thinking, man, hundred thousand dollar prize pool. I think the top team is probably going to get at least fifty k, if not sixty. That that sounds pretty good to me, gentlemen. Well, yeah, and what we need here is like a montage. Like of TSM, so say they're like, we should listen to Odd One guys. So then Odd One's like, all right, guys, wait, let me do my odd. Okay, guys, we need to do uh, hundred thousand dollars, and then like a little montage of them playing. If you, you really know, want to get into like character. flying, flying like world championship, <laughs> and then they look across, and the other team is like all these seven foot tall black guys, and who can dunk, who can dunk from the three point line. They're like, Cra oh wait, that's Hoosiers. Yeah, no, you that, I think you're, if you really you're want to confusing get into the sports. If you really want to get into the character of Odd One, you need to have your back laying against the wall. <laughs> Don't really, really have like, any social interaction. Look like all. you want to kill yourself. <laughs> it looked like you're stoned off your ass. Sorry, Odd One, but that's just how you look. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And you know what? It's probably stress because that gaming house, my gosh, sometimes it's just, you know, it's Odd One looking at his stream, shaking his head back and forth. While Chaos and Reggie yell at each other in the background, but this or isn't two, or two hours of the Odd One's chair, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, at least at least uh, Chaos is kind enough to leave us a little note that says "Gone Eating." That, but that uh, chair has the most views on <laughs> on owned TV out of any other furniture. Yeah, it is. It is number one streamer in North America. <laughs> Odd One's chair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, um, you know what? Talking uh, about number one, let's talk about us a little bit. How awesome are we, guys? Because Zephyrus, thanks for listening, man. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Zephyrus had some words to say about Fizz lately. Words that I think we said, what, four weeks ago? Wait, who's Zephyrus? Um, he's a champion designer for Riot. He, he really? Made Nautilus. He made Nautilus. Really? So. Yeah, he's the dude who made Nautilus. Okay, see, if you were paying I, attention last episode, Christian. Yeah, uh, um, uh, yeah, see, <laughs> and I not just talking so much. God. <laughs> okay, what were you going to say? No, what were you going to say, Christian? Please enlighten us. Well, like I said, I don't really pay attention to all this fancy forum talk on League of Legends, but uh, yes, I don't know who Zephyrus is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, Zephyrus had this to say about Fizz. Um, in in paraphrase, he said uh, that Fizz doesn't quite fit anywhere. Well, yeah. hey, 
called thanks it, guys. For listening, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Right. Or or through by thank you for tearing through your mountains and mountains of player stats that probably tell you that Fizz isn't being played very much. But we do all that without stats. We're wizards. Yes. Sorcerers. Wizards. Even. We can see the future. Or at least the present, maybe. Right. Sometimes, Sometimes. we can see the present. <laughs> but but here's here is my advice to everyone who wants to play Fizz and can't find a place to play him, because I felt this way. You know what? Run him in the jungle with all of the other champions on the island of misfit champions. That's where they belong. The island, have... wait, the island of misfit champions is what you're calling it. Yes, that's the jungle. That's the jungle. Okay, <laughs> okay. listen, just hear me out, okay? Uh, no, no, go on, Twitch. Go on. Twitch. Do you want him in your lane? No. Support Twitch? <laughs> yeah. yeah, support Twitch. Is he buying wards? <laughs> he is a ward, alright? Yeah, for like 10 seconds at a time. But you know how you fix all the problems with Twitch? You run him in the jungle. Yeah. Alright? So, in the Eve, does anyone want Eve in their lane? Does anyone want Eve anywhere? <laughs> well, that's that's true. But you can fix all the problems with Eve by just running her in the jungle, you know, so that no one in lane has to deal with her. Just put her in the jungle. You know, this is where you put, you know, bad champions so that they don't die. But they're also the most important, right? Jeff. Yes, yes, they're also like most important. Like you said earlier, oh, the jungle is so important. Uh, well, but this is also where you put good champions to be kings among men. <laughs> <laughs> like Warwick. <laughs> Your logic is flawless. I have nothing to say against that. Well, but the, the truth is we have run Fizz through the jungle, and he has been successful. He's just, you know, super aggro, like any any other uh, any other champion that ganks really early in the game, you need to be very aggressive with him in order to be successful. Otherwise, you're just going to kind of trail off around level 10 and no one's going to like you. Which, I guess, is kind of what happens with all the other champions that I just talked about, isn't it? Here's, here's something. Here's something else. You know what I like to say? What we did when you were Fizz in the jungle is we would you would gank, right? And then you'd run off, go around the bush, and come back around and like five seconds later, gank. I gank again! How come we don't see pros doing that? Pros time it to where they, they try to do the gank, they'll get a flash out or something, and then they go back. Or they go directly to kill something else in the jungle. Because all they're, they're thinking, well, I can't waste any time. i got to keep the experience and gold coming because I'm not in a lane. Why don't we see the pros like you know come around, get the flash out, act like they're going away, and then come right back around? And here's what the strategy behind that is. Is... Like on Fizz or anyone else who has those really early ganks, Lee Sin, looking at you, man. Um, you get in there, you get that early kill with heavy aggression. We were doing it mid because we ran heavy CC mid. And you, you get that kill, you circle around, kill wraiths or golems or something. Sometimes they're wraiths if you know where their jungler is. Take in the experience, and because it's so early in the game, you know that that champion you just killed is going to be up in like 10 seconds. It's going to take them about 15 to 20 seconds, depending on their movement speed, to get back in lane. You get back in the bushes, you gank them again. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, they show up, and suddenly both the person in lane and the jungler have a level on them now. So yep. you just gank them again. They go away, and chances are you're not going to get a third one, because by that point, they're screaming for their jungler to come help them. Makes it a little bit more difficult, but that's the jungler's cue to get into their jungle, 
and start taking their stuff. And, I think and, the, the pros have a lot more. They have a lot more room to be creative than they're letting on. Uh, yeah, they really do. I think so many of them are getting stuck in the meta, just like the rest of us. And I'm really hoping that you know what. In, in two weeks here when Hanover starts, I want to see some creativity from them. I'd love to see just, you know what, just give me a gank at mid twice on the same person. Like, you know, it's been so effective for us. We win every game that we do well, that. And the argument is here is we're playing noobs. Well, yeah, of course we are, but we're noobs too. Yeah. You know, the pros <laughs> should be able to do that against other pros, just like noobs can do that against other noobs. Well, and, and but the thing is, is that you watch the replays with the pros, and they're ganking Reggie early all the time, sometimes successfully. If you get him successfully, you know what? You better be circling around and doing it again because that guy's going to rage. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but that's the thing. You're, what you're doing is you're creating frustration for the other team, which throws them off their game, not to mention the level advantage and the experience and gold advantage that you're creating for your team. Um, and, and, you know, continue to be, continue to be creative about this stuff that's why that double kill that kill lane at bot with gangplank and ap nunu works is because you're not denying the other team uh kills and experience by putting them behind their lines you're denying them by keeping them at their fountain yeah keeping them dead right <laughs> that's the best way to deny them anything is to make sure they're dead yeah now you know what let's Let's talk a little bit about denial. Now, PC Gamer had something to say about Nautilus. Um, I, I believe the two the two big problems they had with Nautilus was oh, he can't close, uh, in, or sorry, he can't initiate, and uh, he has no dash. There's well, also I mean, something in there about his ult being, you know, meh. Okay, and for those of you out there who aren't into games journalism the way we are, uh, PC Gamer. I'm sure you know what that is, but uh, they do a champion roundtable for all the new champions. How long have they been doing it, Jeff? Uh, for like five weeks or something. The basic format yeah. is is that like three or four guys who have never played League of Legends before <laughs> get around <laughs> microphones and talk about champions as though they know something. I mean, that's apparently what's going on here. Because, well, well you know what? I'm going to leave this one to you, Compy and, and Christian. Go, Nautilus. Yeah, no, they said, okay, they said he doesn't have a dash. Okay. <laughs> no, he because, doesn't have a because, no, no. He doesn't have a dash. He's a giant. He has a gigantic anchor that clings onto everything. All right. Yeah. That's no, what it's it like it, they were upset that he doesn't have a dash. What? Because <laughs> just because you can't hit the anchor because you don't play the game ever, you're too busy working with your job and fancy, you know, paychecks or whatever. Hey, I have both of those things. <laughs> if you can't hit an anchor at a wall, then you should not be playing League of Legends. But yeah, just because you can't hit, that was the uh, the thing about Ari. What we, we said that you yeah, know, we, oh, we she's had to bad say about Ari. I can't, yeah. I can't hit her skill shots. She's bad. What's well, the same thing? A skill shot dash slash pull is awesome. It's fantastic. The And they said his ult was meh? Yeah. I believe the exact words were ho-hum, but right. his ult is amazing. Like, this past week, I've had the chance to experience the fantasticality. That is a word I just made up. Fantasticality of Nautilus, and he's insane. You can put him support bottom. He's fantastic at, at he's, killing the enemies. He's so they good support bottom. put him in the jungle. He's super effective. Oh, Copy, I, just, I, I, I love it when you support me bottom when you're Nautilus. That's all I got to say. All right? Because when you turn level six, 
and it's just you create opportunities we, like we crazy we create a bond where yeah. as soon as i see that 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 ult go off and it's that period but like right before when he starts the ult and when it actually hits the target that we're going for it's just a happy feeling inside yeah, it's like it's like our brains are making out, isn't it? <laughs> and like, it, like the, you know exactly what I'm thinking, and I know what well, you're I thinking. Well, I mean, it gives me so much time to think because <laughs> the old lasts like two seconds. I guess that's <laughs> way more enough time for me to act between that during that time period. Yeah, well, uh, and and the other thing is is that I'll, I'll point out that he plays very similarly, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. He plays very similarly to one of our favorite uh, control champions. Leona, he plays so closely to her. You know, yeah. you, you've, I mean, he had the turnaround is that his melee attack, his auto attack is just so good. Um, yeah. as opposed to Leona, who's, you know, you don't really care a she whole lot. She has to hit a it. button to stun. <laughs> right. <laughs> Leona doesn't. <laughs> exactly. But, but, you know, they both close real well. They have, you know, multiple methods of crowd control. It's, oh my gosh, you know, I think that they're, those are two champions that got knocked out of the park, and more people should be playing them. Yeah, and the Nautilus is very, very good, it, especially if you're the kind of player. And here's here's how to get good at the game, guys. Here's Copy's noob tips. Again, this is a new segment. Yeah, you're um, a noob. Don't cast your abilities. <gasps> Especially if you're a CC boss like Nautilus, if you're the tank, why would you hook someone when they're next to you? <laughs> Don't. Just auto-attack them, get that stun down, then when they try to run away, that's when you hook. Yeah, and that's then... That's when if you there's... look like a hero in front of your team. Oh my god, Nautilus, awesome hook, oh my and, god. And if they're still Have alive after the hook... Then ult them. <laughs> yeah. you know? Don't you know? Save your abilities to when you need them. Not like don't play like an AP or an AD. Or, oh, I got to front load all my damage before they get away. No, if you're the controller, you have to have control. If if your people can hit them, don't do anything. Yeah. It's when like, they start to get away, that's when you do stuff. Yeah. No, you're there. You're you totally go, Pro right. Nautilus. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, Pro Nautilus. Don't don't use your buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use your abilities right. until later. Carry a gigantic anchor and you'll win the game. You know, it's funny because you talk about that. You talk about not using your abilities and just sitting there and auto-attacking. And the first thing that comes to mind is a good Lee Sin player. Because, you know, a good Lee Sin player leaves enough time in between their abilities firing off to get in the auto-attacks that benefit from his passive. But the immediate next thing I thought about was Lee Sin has kind of fallen off lately. I mean, we still see him in, in pro play, but he's never making big plays. And we still see him in amateur play. But is this just me? Does it seem like Lee Sin has been uh, strangely absent from the field, at least in any meaningful fashion? His, his opinus is kind of shrunken. Sh kind of shrunken. Kind, kind, kind of drooping, hanging, kind of drooping around limp. it. Yeah, like maybe you know, maybe he was in the pool, and you know, it, yeah, it's his cold out, guys. Yeah, his old penis has gone cold. <laughs> he took a nap. He took a nap in the hot tub, and realized, oh crap. Okay, yeah, but you know, <laughs> um, no, and I think it's because Lee Sin players played for what? How long has he been out? Six months, maybe eight months. He's figuring that they time. were, you know, Jesus walking on well, water for the first yeah. six levels. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm Lee Sin. I can do this. 
you know, when any other champion would be like, are you an idiot? Um, but then he would do it. And, uh, but now they've had all that training and now they're not able to mm-hmm. because of that small bu- uh, nerf that they gave to Lee Sin. They're, they're not quite able to do the magical things they used to, and, but they still think they can. Yeah, but hey, let's, let's not kid ourselves. They didn't nerf Lee Sin. They buffed everybody else when they did that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I love it. I, I am so happy to see Lee Sin's failing. Yeah. Next it's, up, Monkey. Yeah, Monkey and uh, Nasus and maybe Shivana. Yeah. Well, come on, Shivana. I mean, when are you guys going to pay attention to her? We had our one week of jack slaying. <laughs> so, that was fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It was awesome, Christian. It I, was not awesome. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> well, let's hope you get over it. and let's. I did get over it ever since you got that buff, and I've just been kicking ass top lane. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. We basically we send you top and we just forget about you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you show up in a team fight, and we're like, wait a minute. What happened to you? You have, like, eight kills. <laughs> All I do is occupy top and, you know, get the first book, get the tower. Then for the rest of the game, I'm like, now what? Well, that's <laughs> why you're such a good... That's why when we play with uh, groups of other people, we're so bad. Because <laughs> we're used to ignoring top and just assuming that Christian will win the lane. <laughs> well, but, you know, that's that right there. You inadvertently did it. Pro tip for you. If you find yourself struggling in solo queue, one of the best things you can do to buoy your score in solo queue, uh, or if you're, you know, solo queuing for ranked games, is to get in there with partners. Get a team. Because even if they're not as good as some of the other players you might normally play with, if you get a team and learn how they play, then suddenly you're just going to start picking up on it and you're going to act. I mean, what happens when I ult somebody on Warwick? We all collapse. Yes. <laughs> we'll, well collapse then, in on them. And then it's worse when someone else is playing Warwick and we're like maybe duo queuing or just yeah. me and you. And we're like, why didn't he jump on him? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you were, I mean, you would have jumped on him in a second. You yeah, know? I, I'll jump on anything. Consequences be damned. <laughs> exactly. Same thing with Fizz. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to use everything I have to close and I'm going to chuck a fish at him. Let's do this. I don't care if we're outnumbered. Uh, but the thing is, is that you know that I'm going to do that. And the rest of the yep. team knows I'm going to do that. And they go in to have my back. Whereas if I were to do that in a solo queue, I'd be accused of feeding and I'd probably get reported yeah. at the end they'd of the game. They'd all watch you and then they'd be like, why Noob Warwick jumped it off, feeder. Yeah. So like, I, I guess the last tip that I can live, uh, leave people, that we can leave people, is if you're frustrated with solo queue, get teammates. And yep. you know, a, a good place to do that is to just hit up the chat rooms and see if anybody else wants to play. We've got a chat room of our own. See if, you know, some of our other fans or even us, oh, yeah. you know. Our new chat room. Yeah, Talk come about in. that. <laughs> well, if, if you go into League of Legends, you can join our chat room. It's just low elo, one word. And that's, I mean, we hang in there. We've got several fans who are hanging there, you know, and, and we've got a population. So pop in, say hey, and if you're frustrated with the solo queue, instead of raging, stay classy, get a teammate. Yeah, and that, uh, you, can, that you can set it, you can set your chat room to automatically join when you when you go in. That's what we've done. So, if we're on, we're in the channel. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Well, we've got a couple of uh, five-star rev- uh, reviews 
on well more yeah. than a couple five star reviews on iTunes that I want to give shout have a outs bell, for. Like a ding, ding, yeah, like a zip. Maybe I can like I add know, it in post effects. or something like that. But I want to <laughs> give bad. these. I, I'd love to read every single one of these. But the fact is, is that we're getting a lot of them now, and we really, really appreciate it, guys. So you know what? Drop us a line in the game, and maybe we can play a couple games with you or something like that. But uh, we have five star reviews from Tricky Smile, Last Key, Bureau Tech, Anthony Cook, uh, Wet Loins. That's a that's a great name. Yeah, opinus. Yeah, wet loins. Huge opinus, and Koopa troops. So, uh, and those are all since our last episode. Thanks a lot for the reviews, guys. That really helps us get the word about the podcast out there, especially to the iTunes audience. And uh, you you do more for us than you know. Uh, but before we clean up here, guys, let's let's play us a little game. I all like right? games. I love games. Games yeah. are fun. Uh, we have a whole podcast about them. <laughs> so Sweet. this game, this time around, it's a little bit of a reverse play on Help Wanted. It's called Job Placement. Okay, so I've got a small list of displaced champions here. Champions that are maybe just not quite as effective as they used to be in the League of Legends. Um, or just haven't been getting a whole lot of play lately from the summoners. We've got to find other work for them, and that's up to you two, okay? So, number one, we've just been talking about him. Admittedly, his skill set is impressive, despite his uh, glaring disability. Lee Sin. I, you know what? You know what would be the perfect job for him? Delivery boy. I was thinking the same thing. You were telling me about the UPS warehouse, mm-hmm. where they spill stuff on the floor all the time. There's <laughs> a guy that has to go through with a shovel and put it back in the yeah, bin. Yeah, with a snow shovel. He could he could do that with his kick, right? He can go over to the bin and like and then kick towards something and then take it right back. He'd oh. be an amazing, amazing trash picker upper. <laughs> you know, you know, be a great thing with his W when he's delivering stuff. Uh, he just W towards the door and with his passive, he'll ring the doorbell twice, super fast. Oh, I like that. I like that. And, it, and if he you know W's to the actual person and there's someone waiting to assassinate them, then maybe the shield on them will prevent it from happening. And kick them away. Right. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've gone to get the mail and there was an assassin there. You yeah, know? you know, this That's podcast business strike. is pretty dangerous. No, maybe not an assassin, but the competition. He'd be kicking the competition away. That's yeah. Lee Sin's motto. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Lee Sin, you make a great package handler and delivery boy. Um, number two. Number two on this list is actually the least played champion by pros, by top ELO players, by far. And has the not only the least played, but the lowest win ratio. So th- this person needs work. Eve. Um, I mean, like, what kind of skills does she really it, have? Is stalker a job? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I think it goes on file somewhere. Maybe Private Eye. Yeah, Private Eye, <laughs> Black Ops. I yeah, I'd see, her, I'd see her in the military or something, like s- scouting. She'd be a military spy or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. You know, maybe uh, behind enemy lines. I you like know what that. she'd be really good as? Hmm? She's a really good tango dancer. Oh, that's Yeah, true. she'd be just like, oh, what's the true lies with uh, Arnold and... Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah, she looks so they good were, in that. Where they were dancing and they were both spies. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that. But only they one were... of them was really a spy. No, in the end, remember they were both Boris. Oh and right, right, right. That that you true? That's true. 
Yeah, okay. go go. Hey guys, go rent True Lies on VHS. You won't regret it. There's a Harrier jet. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome. All right, uh, number three on our list. You know what? She's new girl on the block. Um, it, it's kind of amazing that she just sort of showed up and she's collecting unemployment already. Sejuani. Mm. Uh. Here, I'll I'll start this one off. You know that thing on your beer that tells you when it's cold? Yeah. yeah. I, you, the little blue stripe? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Totally don't need that if she's around. So what? she could be what? one of those girls that like rides the, the, the silver bullet train in. <laughs> that's real, right? Wouldn't she yeah, be, the uh, silver uh, bullet train. Yeah, that's real. Wouldn't she be a good, good wouldn't she be a good waitress at some restaurant delivering cold drinks? <laughs> <laughs> or at a or at yeah. a bar, or like at a, a drive-in place like Sonic. Oh yeah, man. instead of roller skates, she's <laughs> riding a boar around. She's like, "Here's your here's your ice cold Coke." Yeah, like but, but to be halfway. to be fair though, like, aren't we usually asking for less ice in our Coke when we get it from <laughs> <laughs> from fast food? So there might be an issue there. No, it could be a a cup full of coke, but coated with ice. Oh, yeah, yeah. like she she keep it nice and cool. Like there'd be no ice frosty, in the cup. and yeah. only slightly smelling of boar feces. <laughs> That's how I like my just coke. a little bit of boar feces. <laughs> just gives it that kick, just on the bottom. <laughs> All right, you know, I I almost feel like we're picking on the new people here, but uh, you know what? This guy, he's got tons of skills. I think that we're going to have no problem placing him. It's really going to be more about what's the best placement for him. Um, Victor. Mechanic working in the factory. No way, dude. Blue collar? You, no, Victor would be like a like a manager. Yeah, no, a he's, manager a, he's a an store. engineering type or something, I thought. Yeah, no, he'd be a... Man, I don't know. What would Victor do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he'd be a good crime what? lord. <laughs> I like that. You know, like you know, he's got a cane. He's got the pimp cane. He can dance. Compy, I do believe that Victor has all of the meaningful qualifications of a seedy underbelly. Yeah, I mean, he can stun you. He can laser beam you. I mean, what what thug is going to be like? You know, ugh, when let's not, when let's not forget the fact that he has a third arm growing out on the side <laughs> of his back. I'm sure that comes in handy sometimes. What about <laughs> villain in a kids movie, like a Disney? kids movie he'd be oh, a great yeah, i like guy. that i like that yeah. no he'd be a he'd be great like, villain in a kid you movie. defeated my robot army but you forgot about the genesis device <laughs> something like that yeah and he can impersonate swain <laughs> why are you taking my job swain you'll pay for this uh. <laughs> um thank you very much for listening everyone out there uh, i'm i'm jeff your host uh, also known as eat crayons uh, with me as always has been copy aka dave yeah, my summoner name is Compy386. Oh, right. My bad. Yeah, but uh, my friends call me Compy. And come to our site and hit us up in-game. In we'll always play a game with with uh, the peeps. Hey, if we've got that, room I mean for people. you. If we got room for you, you know what? Yeah. We'll bring you in. Yeah. And then with us, as always, our space-faring, crime-fighting chimp, Christian. <laughs> yeah, yes. You can contact us via email. Um, or at least two of us via, via email. It's uh, Jeff or Dave at lowelo.com. Visit the website, lowelo.com. Uh, you can also get us on Twitter for the most uh, recent stuff that we're doing there. Uh, that's going to be me as Eat Gamer and Compy is Lowelo Dave. Uh, and then the, the other thing that you can do is 
Make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. We very much appreciate it. But, uh, hey, you know, leave us our comments, leave reviews, send us your email, send us tweets, uh, catch us in game. No matter what, we love your feedback, and we try to get it into the podcast every single week. And we very much greatly, whole lot, appreciate it. Greatly a whole lot. Greatly a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening, everybody. And... Uh, Stay classy, summoners. Another solution, Jeff, play Jack's top. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs>